Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With AIB, proud supporter of the Goal Mile. You can register now at goalmile.org. AIB, we pledge to do more. Right, for the final time before Christmas, it is time for this. Christmas food and drink on Live 95 with Fine Wines, your local off-license. Okay, it's week four in our Christmas food and drink series and it's the eve of Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve Eve, as Mark calls it on The Breakfast Show with uh, Katrina and it is really about last minute tips at this stage, isn't it? Joining us again is our fine wines and indeed other beverages expert in Limerick, James Walsh and Tom Flavin, a food consultant, uh, executive chef here in uh, Limerick and you're welcome gentlemen and I suppose it is the appropriate thing to say Happy Christmas to both of you. Um, are you Christmassy people, by the way, James? Are, are you into it? Oh, absolutely. I love it. Um, this year, we've got a big celebration. My sister's coming back to Ireland with her kids for the first time in two years. And yeah, it's going to be eight children, uh, 10 adults and six children running around the place in my sister's house, and it's going to be great fun. Mm. And are you kind of happy at Christmas, or do you get all mushy and sentimental and emotional, James? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm happy at Christmas. I'm not that sentimental or emotional. Mainly because I'm tomorrow I'll be, on Christmas Day, I'll be absolutely exhausted from the last couple of days. Yeah. But I enjoy, I love having, um, we always decorate the house properly. There's a big dinner table with lots of decorations on it. You've got the crackers. And it's a full day spent with the family. And we're all adults now, so those minor disputes don't really happen as often. Mm, or they're better buried. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we know now to hold our tongue. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's, I, what, that's what Stephen's day is for. That's what Stephen's day is for. You're, you're spot on. Um, which is why a lot of people go walking on Stephen's. Oh, let's get out. Let's get out for a bracing walk. Mm, yeah. It's minus ten, and there's a massive yeah. storm. No, no, we're going for a bracing walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and what about you, Tom? Tom, you strike me as the kind of fellow who'll be leading the Christmas carols. Oh, I love it about Christmas carols. Yeah, good morning to you, and thanks for having me again, Joe. You're Happy welcome. Happy Christmas. Um, no, I love I love it this year, to be honest. It's a completely different Christmas for me this year. Usually December is kind of a month in the hospitality industry that you kind of brace yourself and try and forget it and wish it was the 1st of January. But this year is completely different for a lot in the hospitality industry, not just me, that it's people are getting to, I suppose, spend a bit more time with their families because closing time is now 8 o'clock. Um, I know it's difficult for some businesses to try and make money within the time period, but I'm sure it's some time that we'll look back on in a few years and say, you know, wasn't that lovely 2021 when we actually had to spend some time with family and can do things that normal people do. Like I was just saying to Anne-Marie there before we come on air that there's so many Christmas cooking shows on. I've never really seen them before. Like I've never sat and watched TV in the on a weeknight or any night coming up to Christmas it's usually you'll be stuck to the stove at work so it's absolutely wonderful this year to be off yeah it is kind of amazing Archie seems to be um, putting out back to back cooking shows between 8 and 9 quite a bit at the moment yeah that's, well I thought that was normal I just said my I, I know it I know it wouldn't be I know not quite no not back to back yeah it was very like even last night it was full on it was great it's great to see it and it's great to see people are talking more about food and talking more specifically about local food all over Ireland. It's absolutely brilliant to see. But Tom, I mean, I'd love to sit down and watch a cooking show with you. We couldn't record it, but I'd say you'd be going, rubbish, nonsense! 
No, sometimes they actually tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit like watching sort of a, a wine tour with uh, with James. Um, I'm actually loving the cooking shows because they're all coming in now. I need to get some Madeira. I've got Marsala. And these are, the, you know, the specialist products which our stores carry. Or even things like Angostura bitters, which Delia uh, Smith deals with, uh, uses an awful lot. And it's been great. It's great for business. People are people are now experimenting with different recipes, and they want matching wines with those. So they they don't want the generic wine; they want something a little bit different to go with, you know, the spices they're, that they're adding to their stuffings. Or yeah, no, it's wonderful. I think they're great. We were chatting to Tom Flavin and to James Walsh about the, the last minute tips. And I think one of the things that can cause a, a literal and emotional meltdown is the fridge. Tom, I mean, obviously, most yeah. of us wouldn't have the big industrial-sized fridges that you'd be used to at work at this time of the year. True, and it's about having enough space for your proteins. Your tur- making sure that your turkey is cool enough that you're picking it up last minute, like leave it until last minute if you can. <clears throat> and I suppose today is the day you could get everything out of the fridge and clean it completely, and try and make you know transfer the cheese into smaller tubs, or you know transfer your cooked meats into a smaller plate or whatever it might be, and just make enough room. And I suppose make sure your beers are cooling down now because you're going to have to move them out tomorrow or the next day when the turkey and ham does arrive and just leave them maybe outside the back door. It's still quite chilly at night time. Keep them cool enough until the turkey is out of the oven again or out of the fridge again on Christmas Day before you make space for the Mm. beverages to go in. Yeah, and you know, and James, I mean, that's a great point. My go-to generally would be to leave it outside. The only thing Absolutely is that... perfect. The, the, well, is it though? Because the weather yeah. at the moment is actually quite mild, even yeah, at Yeah, but night. you don't want... I mean, you don't want to be drinking, for example, your white wine straight from the fridge. I mean, that's four degrees, five degrees. White wine's that, that cold, you know, you're losing all the flavour. It should be around 12 degrees, which is what it is outside at the moment. To so put them out the back... Uh, wait, wait put your beers You're back. telling me that white wine should be 12 degrees? Absolutely. You, everyone drinks white wine straight from the fridge and they're wondering why they, you know, they're not enjoying it as much because you've frozen the fl- flavours. So you let it warm. I, I always take wine out at least 20 minutes before I serve it from the fridge and then pour it and you're getting better. You're getting all the flavour structure coming through. Okay. And the beers are the same. Beers, are, you know, We're used to these ice-cold beer in the bars. That's just freezing flavours. You're not tasting anything. So leave the beers and the white wine out the back. It's perfect. Champagne and Prosecco, leave in the fridge if you can. Right. That's the thing, but those you serve at around five or six degrees. Okay. And why is that as a matter of interest? It's just, again, it's just a style of wine that they have. So they, they traditionally serve that very chilled. Okay. But if it gets a bit warm, take what I have in my freezer is I've got some frozen grapes. Uh, the ones without the pips, and if it's a little too warm, you throw in a frozen grape into the glass and it'll chill it away nicely. Or even a frozen strawberry, you've got those frozen fruits in your freezer for your smoothies, take one or two of those, chuck them in. They look pretty too, and they add a bit of flavour to the more bland wines. Right. And Tom Flavin, how do you get the balance right between having food fresh on Christmas Day and still being prepared in advance? Well, I suppose what, what I do is prepare as much as I can the vegetables and the stocks be, the day before, or even two days before. Like the stuffing can be made two days in advance and it absorbs more flavour. And then on the day, you just add a little bit of the juicing from the turkey basting into the extra stock you've made, you know, and try and keep it, you know, keep the work to a minimum from Christmas Day and do as much as you can. Now, the, the, the highest cases of food poisoning are, are from 
food that's prepared too far in advance. So I wouldn't be cooking my turkey. I wouldn't be doing any of the essential things for Christmas Day too early. But definitely peel your vegetables, prepare your Brussels sprouts. Don't cook them, but just have them all prepared. And they're also something you can store outside. And, you know, if you have a a shed or if you have a a house out in your backyard, all these things can be stored outside. Because usually the feeding is on at nighttime and it it gets very, very warm inside the houses. You don't want the the temperature fluctuating up to 20 degrees and then back down to 11 and 10 during the night. You know, because the temperature fluctuation is what's going to get the vegetables to spoil and the fruit to spoil. Right. right. We're chatting to a chef and food consultant Tom Flavin and James Walsh, our fine wines expert. When it comes to red wines, somebody said something to me recently, uh, James, which was that decanting red wine is a bit of a waste of time, that it doesn't really do anything for it. Is that true? If you have a wine with a screw cap, then you don't really need to decant it. They're basically made the way the winemaker wants it and it's fresh. So you can just cut, pop that open and pour it straight into the glass. If it's got a cork and it's from what we call old world, like France, Italy, Spain, then decanting always helps it. And by decanting, you can do what we call double decanting. That's getting a measuring jug, glugging the wine into the um, into the jug or into you know, a big bowl and leaving it for half an hour to an hour and then pouring it back in the bottle. So you're not using the water from cut glass, which is going to be difficult to clean the next day, and you've enough on your plate with the rest of the cleaning, and that will help those wines. So anything with a bit of tannin to them always helps because it reduces down the tannin and then opens up all the fruit flavours. Right, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Tom, uh, what about delegating? Um, you know, are you a good delegator on the day? Oh, definitely, yes, I'm definitely a delegator. I like to do a lot of the stuff myself, but uh, a little bit of help is nice. Um, whether it's slicing the bread or carving the turkey or, you know, it's very it's just great to have somebody maybe even heat the plates to make sure that the plates are done, the setting of the table is done by somebody else. You, know, you, you don't want to take everything on yourself. Definitely, it's a, it's a family affair. Get everybody involved um, and it, more especially in the washing up. Get them all in for the washing up. It's a real um, treat for after the meals and it gets it stretches the, the legs. Right. James, um, is it true that champagne is actually hard to source in Limerick this year and, and that people should maybe be looking at the Cavas and the Proseccos? The high-end champagne, what we call the super premium, such as Dom Perignon, uh, Cristal and Krug, they're impossible to find. Um, this is mainly because the harvest wasn't great uh, and the, the number of bottles coming into Ireland were reduced. It's mainly because restaurants weren't open and a lot of sales would go through those restaurants, so they reduced down the, the allocations to us this year. So, yeah, you can find a bottle of Dom Perignon, but don't worry about it. You can pick a bottle of Bollinger Rosé for a third of the price, um, which is, you know, and it's a very, very good champagne. But, okay. yeah, no, the, the ultra-premium stuff is very hard to get. Same with the ultra-premium whiskies. It's nearly impossible to find Middleton 2021 this year. There's a few bottles floating around, but we couldn't get our hands on any... Oh, we sold out of ours. The Redbreast 21 is gone. Um, but yeah, the super premium stuff is very difficult to get. Yeah, and I've noticed that craft beers, uh, they, um, and it seems to be a slightly newer thing for them. I, I know other beers have been doing it for a while, have been experimenting with non alcoholic as well, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Um, again, it's a difficult thing to make. And if it doesn't work, and it's an expense for the craft beer um, guys. 
You know, they've got to chuck it out. But there are a few around. We've got the Wicklow Wolf in at the moment, which is a lovely one. And you've got your traditional ones. And we've also got Cronin Cider, which is a lovely one from West Cork. They have a lovely non-alcoholic cider there as well. Um, but yeah, no, it, it is a difficult thing to make, but people are making an effort to do it. And we have a new 1% beer coming from Treaty City this year. They were hoping to do it um, in 2021, but it didn't work as well as they wanted. So it, you know, it's like anything. They're testing it, and if it works, then they'll produce it for us. Well, as they say, always drink responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie. Um, but by the way, you mentioned um, uh, Prosecco, for example. Are you a fan of Cava? Is there good value there? I love good Cava. We've got one in the shop, Peralda, which beats your cheap champagne hands down and it's half the price. A bottle of champagne is €40. Euros. You know, you find it in supermarkets for 30 and that. But this is a spectacular Cava. It's made the exact same way as in champagne. It's stored the same way. Some of them use different grapes, and it drinks just as well. And for twenty pound, twenty euros, it's a delight to drink. Mm. Absolutely, it's flying off the shelf from the inside. I think I've got two bottles left now. Hopefully, more arriving in today. Yeah. And one of the things I think that people often forget at home is having enough ice. Yeah, well, that's what I said about the frozen fruits. It's an alternative, especially people adding ice to wine. Mm. And you can get ice um, if you've got if you're lucky enough to have that freezer out the back. You know, chuck a few bags into that. But if you keep your tonics out the back, you know, or you know, in the garden, it, they're going to be cold enough. Nice. Um, but I mean, it's as we've talked before. I mean, Christmas Day is not really a spirit day until later on that night. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't really want to start off with a large gin and tonic at nine o'clock in the morning. And, and I know Tom Flavin, you know, as a chef, um, or maybe this is more um, as uh, a dad, um, one of the things you told us to do was stock up on batteries for any oh, new oh. gadgets. I think that mightn't be to do with yeah. the food. That might be to do with peace and quiet. <laughs> Definitely. You don't want to be driving the streets looking for what shops are open on Christmas Day, looking for some funny type of battery that you hadn't planned on, yeah. on having. That's for sure. Definitely. Um, but you are saying watch out for fresh loaves of uh, bread, for example. And, and also watch out for people who might have raided before they should have some of your supplies. Yes, we found that out last week. We were stashing some chocolates in the spare room for a couple of weeks at home, uh, only to find out when we were went looking that all the boxes were empty. So if you have teenagers in the house, that's something that's happening. Mm. And, and I also suppose for animals. Yeah, yeah. Our, yeah, the dog. Our dog got to the Christmas ham one year. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, really? yeah. That ruined my Christmas day. <laughs> and I suppose, Tom, um, you know, to, this was used a lot during the Brexit negotiations. Thought made me laugh, but it's probably true about Christmas as well. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And I think that's a fair summation of trying not to get too head up over Christmas. Absolutely. Like, we see Instagram is taking over now and everybody's leaving their Instagram lives, but in reality, it's not like that at all, to be honest. You know, if you do happen to leave the turkey in for a little bit too long, it's not the end of the world. There's, you might have a crusty bit on the wing or you might have a little bit of a crusty bit on the leg, but definitely inside in the breast and the deeper parts of the birds are going to be lovely and moist. So, I, I'd say, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, if, if it's your first time doing this, you know, things can only get better. You know, it mightn't be perfect on Christmas Day or it mightn't be perfect the next time you do it, but 
practice makes perfect. Yeah, and I suppose the other point, James, is, you know, we're not professionals at home when it comes to uh, serving drink either. And look, if you have a reasonable selection, um, it's kind of up to your guests to choose what they want. And if nothing suits them, well, then they can have water. Yeah, absolutely. But the other, the other thing is to have a couple of extra bottles just in case. For example, you know, the the bottle might get knocked, a bottle might get knocked over by someone running in to show mommy the new toy or... You know, a wine could be corked. Well, I mean, anyone who would do that in, in our house would be leaving immediately. <laughs> I, I understand that. <laughs> but yeah, it's always have a couple of extra bottles just in case. Or, you know, the neighbours drop around at the end of the night, so you've met them out for going for a walk. It's always have, You're better off having that little bit extra rather than running out. Okay. All right. Fantastic, guys. Listen, I really enjoyed it over the last few weeks. We thank you most sincerely for your time and we wish both of you a very happy Christmas and to your uh, families as well. And especially you, Tom, the fact that you're not working uh, this Christmas, I think is going to be a really special one for you. You'll actually be able to come up for air a little bit, which is is great. Uh, Thank you, Joe. All right, guys. Listen, thank, thank you, you so much. much. A pleasure, pleasure uh, to talk to both of you again. Uh, that's uh, Tom Flavin, um, executive chef and food consultant, and James Walsh, our fine wines and other beverages expert in Limerick. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With AIB, proud supporter of the Goal Mile. You can register now at goalmile.org. AIB, we pledge to do more.